Welcome to the Betting with a Barber's Podcast. Kiki Barber! Intercepted, taken away by Wonkay Barber. Barber will go all the way. Hosted by former All-Pro NFL stars Tiki Barber. Tiki with a career-high 213 yards rushing. Rondé Barber. That is an interception. That's Rondé Barber's 10th of the season. And featuring Ron Kruk. A production of GreenRollMedia.com. The world's premier sports betting podcast network. Rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Intercepted. Rondé Barber to the pylon. Touchdown, Tiki Barber. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. NFL kickoff is almost here. Hey, let's dominate today. The Barber Twins are buckling up their chin straps and about to take center stage. Let's get the former player perspective on this weekend's NFL betting action with Tiki and Rondé. It's betting with the Barbers. Under center, here's your signal caller, Ron Crook. Week number one is in the books, and already the NFL season is pure madness. Welcome to Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. Ron Kruk, joined by the Giants' all-time leading rusher, Tiki Barber, and the Super Bowl 37 champion with the Tampa Bay Bucks, Rondé Barber. Guys, I'm going to start off with an idea. Maybe the NFL should follow college football's lead, start the season with week zero because the opening weekend was highlighted by, I mean, mistakes, kickers who can't kick field goals, turnovers galore, questionable coaching decisions. And now that the dust has settled, somehow the Houston Texans are in first tied for first place in the AFC South, despite not winning their game. Craziness yeah. as always. Tiki, what was your biggest takeaway from week number one? I was on that game, by the way, the Indianapolis Colts visiting the Houston Texans. And my takeaway is that when you have a good head coach like Lovey Smith, the Houston Texans, you find ways to be in games you probably shouldn't be in. However, the Indianapolis Colts, they don't win on opening day. It's been nine years now since they've won. Obviously, this was a tie. But what did I say before we left? Go Giants. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. Are we still talking about he comes I out firing already, Rondé. How about you? What did you take away from the opening weekend in the NFL? I don't mean to throw any shade at you, Ron, but a new head coach in uh, Denver doesn't trust his new highly paid quarterback to get a fourth and five. Instead, settles for a 64-yard field goal, which had a 14% chance of going through the uprights. I don't know. I think I called that last week. Coaching inexperience was going to lead that game to be way closer than the line said it was. And guess what? But this was a heck of a week, man. Green Bay's already in relaxed mode. You know, Dallas is done because the quarterbacks are already. Uh, and, the, and the Jets are still the Jets. Now, Rob, don't put me on receipt because I still love them. I still love you, man. But the Jets are still the Jets. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was uh, Denver had so many chances to win that game when they shouldn't have, and they still figured out a way to lose. Unbelievable. A uh, couple of things for me, 10 home underdogs, six of them covered. That was a pretty epic weekend. And my biggest takeaway from week number one is 
apparently practice despite what I said last week and what Allen Iverson says does make perfect because teams that rested or didn't start their players most of the preseason went a dismal one and six. That's pretty poor. That's bad. All right. Get to superbook.com now and get up to a $1,000 bonus when you sign up, make a deposit, and wager today. Uh, make sure you are following us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Guys, we kick off week number two with a heavyweight showdown in the AFC West on Thursday night football. Winner goes to 2-0. It's Herbert versus Mahomes when the Chargers travel to Arrowhead to take on the Chiefs. The road team in this series has won the last four meetings. Current odds from Superbook.com. Kansas City opened up as a three-point favorite. The money is coming in on the Chiefs. That number grows to minus four, and the over-under sits at 54 points. So odds makers are expecting this one to be a shootout. Tiki, give us your take on this game. Yeah, there's a reason why the Kansas City Chiefs are playing like they're a team on a mission, even though they don't need to be on a mission because they're already one of the best teams in the AFC. But we saw it last weekend. They just dominated six touchdowns, five through the air for Patrick Mahomes. And they even have a running back out of Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco. Nobody even knew who he was. 12 carries, 62 yards and a touchdown. So they just get it done. The Los Angeles Chargers are interesting because they had a pretty good win against the Las Vegas Raiders, but the Raiders played horrendous, especially Derek Carr with three interceptions. They gave up six sacks, six sacks. Khalil <laughs> Mack had three of them. He had six all of last season. So the Kansas City Chiefs are not that vulnerable. They have explosive players all over the field. Travis Kelsey is in midseason form already. There's so many ways for them to hurt you. I like the Kansas City Chiefs in this game at home laying four simply because I, I'm discounting the Chargers' first win of the season against the Raiders. Mm. Ooh, that's a tough one there. Chargers, I think could be the best team in the AFC West. And this is finally week two, and we get a chance to prove it, right? Week two, we get a chance to prove who the best team in the AFC West is, right? But this is undoubtedly the game of the week, right? Mike Williams won't play in this game. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Keenan Allen won't play in this game, but Mike right. Williams will play. DeAndre Carter had a great game for the Los Angeles Chargers last week, and Gerald Everett, who company was a free agent, you know, also showed up. So what, what is this game about for me? For me, it's about the Chiefs offense versus that brand new spanking Chargers defense, which, like you mm -hmm. said, was amazing last week. Khalil Mack, great returns, three sacks. He also had six tackles, three tackles for loss, four quarterback hits, and a forced fumble. You talk about wow. free agent additions making a difference to a defense that was 23rd in the league last year. That was it. And those three interceptions was without the other huge signing for the Chargers, uh, J.C. Jackson, who was out. But – Patrick Mahomes, I cannot discount him. I said early on in this season, in the preseason, I should say, that he was going to be better with, without Tyree Kill. 360 yards and five touchdowns. Kelsey has 120 yards. Juju has six catches in his first game. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire killed our fantasy team because he had two touchdowns. Like, <laughs> Me that, too. Their offense was amazing. Now, their defense put the task to the $320 million quarterback in Arizona – the question is, can they do that to Justin Herbert? Justin Herbert, to me, 
is a better option than Kyler Murray in Arizona. So four points on the road. You said it, Ron. The road team has won this matchup the last couple of meetings. I think they covered this. I think this might even be a sneaky Los Angeles Chargers victory on the road in Arrowhead. Wow. All right. So Tiki goes with the home team, the Chiefs, and Rondé takes the uh, traveling Chargers. Guys, the Chargers would have lost that opener against the Raiders last season, but they withstood the late rally, and maybe this team has learned to finish, and that would be a problem for the rest of the AFC West. Here's test number two, just like you said. Can they take out the six-time defending AFC West champs on the road? This would prove that this is a different team than years past that has not lived up to expectations. That would also give them a huge Two wins in the AFC West already, which, you know, we talked at the beginning of the season, maybe the toughest division in football. But I will believe it when I see it. Right now, all I know is Mahomes dominates in September. Chiefs rarely lose at home, and especially in prime time. No Allen, as you mentioned, Rondé, for the Chargers could be an issue. I was going back and forth. I loved this number. Kansas City minus three, up to four. I think it's a field goal game. So I'm taking the underdog chargers in this one. Guys, is there such a thing as a must win in week number two? Well, for two teams that were supposed to be really good this season, maybe even getting to the Super Bowl, someone's going to fall to 0 and 2. The Cincinnati Bengals, after special teams and interceptions, killed them against Pittsburgh, traveled to Dallas who looked dismal against the Tampa Bay Bucks? Who picked them last week? Jeez. Oh, uh, there without Dak Prescott, the Cooper Rush era begins. Current odds from Superbook.com. Cincinnati, I believe, opened up as a slight favorite before the Prescott injury. They are now a big seven-and-a-half-point favorite on the road, the point total sits at 41 and a half. Rondé, you have the honors. Who are you going with in this one? I'm glad you mentioned those 0-1 teams because not a lot of people talk about 0-1 teams, the pressure they feel going maybe to 0-2. Right? It, 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 it will immediately derail all good intentions that you've had all offseason. Now, all of a sudden, you're you're in that, in that hole. So there's some great 0-1 matchups. There's Colts, Jags, Texas Broncos, Falcons, Rams but especially these two, the Cardinals and the Raiders, both teams that have high expectations. And then, of course, this one, the Bengals uh, in Dallas. Now, those boys, they didn't look great. They look, to say they look bad would be doing a disservice to what bad really means. They look <laughs> horrible in that game. But this is the best of the winless game. So, And to me, I expect Cincy to bounce back. Now, Zach Taylor can learn something from last week's game that he probably should have learned last year. You cannot win in the NFL. He specifically cannot win in the NFL giving the ball away. He had five of them last week. Remember last season they were seven and six, sitting in the middle of the pack, kind of figure out where they were going to go. Well, they had that, up to that point in those first 13 games, they had 21 giveaways. They cannot win when they give the football away. Now, four first five possessions given away. They had seven sacks and 60 dropbacks, all that other stuff, you know, Guess what? Guess who Dallas has as an edge rusher? Minka Parsons, who we all watched on Sunday night just dominate the Bucks. whoever they had in a tackle uh, for the Bucks. Now, I don't know if I like Joe Burrow going 
338 yards and, you know, throwing four interceptions. I don't think that's a winning formula for this team early in the year. They need to find a way to run the football with Joe Mixon. If they do that, then this game will look exactly like it did for Dallas last week because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers ran a ball down Dallas's throat. It sounded like a big score of 19 to three, but it was the running game. They got dominated up front. I expect probably more of the same in this game. This line could be whatever. It could be eight. It could be 10. It could be whatever. I don't think Dallas is competitive without Dak Prescott. It couldn't get a running game going last week. I don't think they'll get a running game going this week. This one's going to be a blowout, I think. So you're taking the Bengals in this one, Rondé, or and and the over in points as well, or just the Bengals? I mean, they're going to, they outgained the Steelers last week by 180 yards. They're going to put up some points. Jamar Chase will have a big day against this, this secondary of the Dallas Cowboys. They give up way too they play a lot of zone they give up way too many completions they're going to give up some big plays take the points too well this line has moved big time tiki as i said opened up at cincinnati at minus two and now it's minus seven and a half who do you like in cincinnati against dallas this is such an interesting matchup as ronde was detailing with joe burrow on the other side but cooper rush is starting for the dallas cowboys a team in in dallas It had so many expectations coming into the season. They underperformed clearly last weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now they're going to have to face a a Bengals team that was just in the Super Bowl and is pissed off because they didn't do anything in the preseason. Joe Burrow thought he could play uh, without practicing. And and look what happened. He had five turnovers, Rondé Detail. But the Dallas Cowboys are also on that desperate phase. They have some really good edge rushers and Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons, as Rondé was alluding to, but their offense is erratic. CeeDee Lamb is the only really big target on that side of the ball for Cooper Rush, uh, and they're going to have to find a way to run the football. So they're going to be outside of their comfort zone, both because Dak is out, because they don't have those skill position players, and they're going to have to rely on the defense. I don't think Dallas can do that. However, I looked at Cincinnati last week, and they looked bad. And I don't know if they can correct all of those mistakes in a week. So at home, I can't help but go with the more desperate team, who is the Dallas Cowboys, getting seven and a half points. Give me the Cowboys plus seven and a half in this one. I think we're just disagreeing to disagree at this point. I don't care what it is. This is good stuff. I don't like like Cincinnati. I really don't. Did you not learn anything from last year when Rondé rode that train for 18 weeks? Weeks. <laughs> hey, Tiki, he I can't, I can't talk. I'm the guy who said I never bet against Tom Brady. What did I do last week? <laughs> bet against Tom Brady. Brilliant. Brilliant idea. So Tiki goes with Dallas. Rondé goes with Tampa Bay. Uh, here's my take. Both these teams just had a disastrous opening uh, weekends. Uh, Joe Burrow throwing four interceptions. Another player, as we said, didn't play in the preseason, and the Bengals still should have won if you can kick an extra point. I think Cincinnati shakes off the rust. They're going to put some points on the board. Leonard Fournette ran all over that Dallas defense last weekend, and I think Joe Mixon will pick up right where he left off. I don't think Cooper Rush and that Dallas offense can keep up. So give me the Bengals covering the big touchdown and a half point uh, spread. Double header on Monday Night Football and the early game matches up the Tennessee Titans and the Buffalo Bills. Titans, guys, have won 
the last two meetings, but those games were at home. They will travel to Buffalo for this one. The Bills, after taking out the Rams, have had 11 days off to rest, and the Titans are coming off a deflating defeat to Tiki's New York Giants after Giants. they blow a big lead. Current odds coming in from Superbook.com. Bills opened up at minus nine, and that number has grown to minus 10 now. The over-under sits at 49. Tiki, who are you going with? Uh, who are you going with in Buffalo and Tennessee? This line could get to 14, and I'm hardly joking. The Buffalo Bills are so much better than the Tennessee Titans. Now, Tennessee will get Derrick Henry back more into his groove. It was first game back after being uh, out for more almost half the season last year. Uh, and But I don't love Ryan Tannehill. I don't love their skill position players. And, and the ones that are there, they're young. Whereas the Buffalo Bills are supposed to win the Super Bowl. They are a team that knows where their expectation is. They know where their North Star is. And Josh Allen wants to win an MVP. You throw it in there with Stephon Diggs, uh, who has been elite ever since he came to Buffalo. And Gabe Davis who nobody was talking about at the beginning of the season has become as reliable as anybody that you've seen in the AFC North. So our AFC East, I should say. So I like the Buffalo Bills. Their defense is still very, very good. And offensively, they're only getting better somehow, some way. So they've done a great job stabilizing a situation. And I think they run away from Tennessee, who did not look good last weekend against the New York Giants. Well, well, we are destined uh, this week to disagree on every single one of these games because let's be honest, the Tennessee Titans should be one and zero right now. There's no way they should have lost a 13 point lead. And credit to Dayball, going for two points yeah, and in the lead, but they also missed the uh, the Titans missed a 47 yard field goal that would have won. And Randy Bullock's a good kicker. He's he's capable of making a 47 yard game winning field goal. Now this line seems big to me, even for a team that we know is the best in football right now are you concerned a little bit about you know the way that they uh, that the titans called offense and the way that their defense collapsed absolutely but mike Vrabel was coach of the year last year for a reason they play gritty they play tough they like to bring you down to their level and that's what they're going to try to do this week in buffalo now josh allen was exceptional last week their defense completely dominated parts of that rams game especially in the second half but remember that rams game was 10 to 10 at halftime it was a close football game until the better team won out now can mike Vrabel? motivate his team to go on the road and beat the best team in the AFC. I don't know if he'll do that, but I think he'll make it close. Derrick Henry will get his due. Ryan Tannehill will find a way to make those young players that Tiki talked about even a little bit better. But if they can keep this game tight, right? If they can shorten the game, as they like to say, it's going to be under 10 points. Now, if they get down early and it's a shootout, that's gone. But I think that Mike Vrabel is very good at coaching in these type of games, and I think they keep it under the under the spread. I think this is the first time in betting with the Barbers history that you two went completely opposite on all three games. Am I am I right? What do you think? Well, I, think I think last week was the first time we went completely together on all three, right? Yeah, but Ronnie's <laughs> discounting what he saw from the Tennessee Titans. The reason, the only reason the Tennessee Titans scored two touchdowns is because Dontrell Hilliard was matched up against Austin Kalita, exactly, 
and a man <laughs> coverage, and he had no idea where he was. And Tate Crowder, who was looking in the backfield while Dontrell Heard, who we had in man coverage, was running wide open down the sideline. That's the only reason Ryan Tannehill had two passing touchdowns. So Those I think Ryan Tannehill games. Those but, things but, happen but, in NFL games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but the Giants' second level is so compromised. Like, it was exploited. Mm. Every time they played man, they ran wheel routes, and neither linebacker could cover Dontrell Hilliard. Otherwise, the Tennessee Titans did not have a lot of offense. I'm just telling you. I watched this game, dude. I don't have faith in them. I don't have faith in Ron Tannehill. And if Derrick Henry is not going to go for 150, which teams are now gearing up to stop, how are you controlling this game, shortening it, as you tried to say? Against all the odds, this was the number one seed in the AFC last year. That they is true. That is true. They, they're going to need to get Derrick Henry rolling, that's for sure. The Bills were my big pick last week. They came through, I, although I'd rather put them in a teaser this week. Uh, it's such a massive line. I'm with Tiki on this one. I'm going to take that offense to light up the scoreboard, and I think the Titans will have a hard time keeping up. Rondé, I think you nailed it too. If they get down early, this could get ugly quickly, but I'm going to take the Bills at home. All right, as we gear up for week number two, it's time to get Tiki's take. All of a sudden, defensive ends, edge rushers have gotten soft. Vaughn Miller saying that Micah Parsons getting a chip, a chip block from Leonard Fournette should be illegal, should be outlawed. Are you kidding me? That didn't even hurt. It looked really bad because you were so focused on getting after the quarterback, Micah Parsons, that Leonard Fournette could earhole you and put you on your ass, but it didn't hurt, and it's not illegal. That's exactly what running backs are supposed to do when you're beasting their tackle around the edge. You chip block them. Sometimes it's a little bit softer than that, but just because you got planted doesn't mean it should be outlawed. This is football. You got pads on. You're supposed to get hit. Spoken like a true running back, and I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I love it. All right. With week number two of the NFL season just around the corner, we now enter into Rondé's Corner. Well, this is week three of the college football season, and for whatever reason, I've been watching a lot of it. Now, my Rondé's Corner here is who wants to bet on college football? Now, whether it's the portal whether it's NIL, the college playing field is completely level right now. The upsets last week were amazing. And I watched like probably five of these games. Now, I'm not counting Kentucky over Florida because that's the second time in a row that they beat them. Washington State beats Wisconsin, 17-point favorite. Georgia Southern beats Nebraska, 23-point favorite. Scott Frost, summarily fired. Uh, Cornhusker scored 42 points in that game and gave up 652 yards and didn't cover the spread. And then the doozies, App State over Jimbo Fisher and number six, Texas A&M, who went in as an 18-point favorite. You know, if you looked at App State the week before, they took NC, uh, UNC to 63-61. to 61. Wow. But this was in College Station against a team that was supposed to have the best recruiting class in the nation. Maybe not. And then the doozy of all doozies was Marshall over Notre Dame. Marcus Freeman is 0-3 at Notre Dame, the worst start in school history. They look like the most overrated team in college football. And I guess Marshall has some good players on their team. A bunch of ex-NFL kids are on that team. But, wow. And that's not even counting that Texas should have beaten Alabama last week. Mm -hmm. Ronnie's Corner, 
it's a great time to be uncertain. And I'm going to just give props to Hawaii for covering that 51 points in the big house at Michigan. There you go. It's one of our favorite segments on Betting with the Barbers when we break out Biff Tannen's sports almanac and go back to the futures, checking out some future bets from Superbook. Guys, wager number one, the Denver Broncos odds to win the AFC drop from 12 to 1 to 13 to 1 after horrible coaching decisions, turnovers, and penalties galore gave the Seattle Seahawks a victory on Monday Night Football. Guys, do you like that bet? Denver to win the AFC at 13 to 1. I like it better now than I did uh, last week. Now, Denver, this will all depend on how they play. Sunday afternoon against the Houston Texans. Now, if they can come back and bounce back and look like the team they're supposed to be, then I'll feel real comfortable saying that that first game was was a fluke loss. But right now, Denver, I keep harping on this. They have such a young coaching staff, guys that have never done it before. Even though they have a great quarterback, which everybody says is a great quarterback, you still have to learn how to win in this NFL in order to be able to be comfortable taking these bets. If they do it this week, I would absolutely take it. Yeah, no, I think I'm comfortable with this uh, these odds. And I actually would feel, feel good about them because you have a top-end quarterback. He's the top five quarterback in the National Football. He's got talent. Jerry Judy had a big day. Uh, they have good running backs. However, the, the problem is that the turnovers in the red zone, which comes down to play calling, hopefully they get better at, and then the coaching decisions. Um, I think that evolves. Lose one game, you're fine. You lose two in a row, you're probably still fine. If you get to week three and four and you're already behind the eight ball in your division and in the AFC, that's where it gets difficult. But for right now, I think I have to have faith in what I thought this team was going to be when the season started. Yeah, I thought those odds would fall further, dropping from 12 to 1 to 13 to 1. But I think the odds makers at Superbook at the Westgate in Vegas feel that exactly what you kind of alluded to, Tiki, was that let's see if Denver can eliminate those penalties the fumbles on the goal line, two of them, those t- costly turnovers, and see if they can get things in order as they come back and host the Houston Texans. I'm taking a wait-and-see approach as well, but you know, I thought they'd be in the mix from the beginning, so 13-1 to 1 odds uh, might take a little flyer. Wager number two, back to the futures, the New York Giants, after an epic comeback or epic failure by the Titans, New York's odds to win the NFC East are now at plus 545, guys. They opened the season at plus 975. That's a major movement. Who's buying in on the New York football giants? Tiki? You know, it's $100 to win 545, was it? I mean, yeah. I would take that. I would throw. I would waste a hundred dollars on that if it turns out to be that the Giants' first uh, weekend was just kind of lucky. Look, you got to get lucky in this league sometime, but they do play hard. But the biggest issue, the biggest factor in this, is not really the Giants themselves. It's the rest of the division. Um, we've kind of known that the Cowboys were always something was going to happen, whether it was their fault or not. Something was going to happen, and it happened in Week One with Dak breaking his thumb. The Philadelphia Eagles are still really good. And I think they will be good. And Jalen Hurts is going to find – he's just a winner. Like, he, try, he tries to find ways to win. But he's not unbeatable. 
And Carson Wentz struggled, really struggled, and almost threw that game away to the Jacksonville Jaguars in week one. And, uh, you know, he always falls apart. So I would actually take those odds because it's a good bet and a good return for a division that has no stability right now. You know what, Tiki? I 100% would take this bet in a heartbeat, actually. Is Philly the class of the NFC East? Absolutely. (laughs) But they played a pretty close game last week. I mean, they snuck away with that victory last week. I don't really trust the Washington Commanders yet. We know that Dallas is probably in a little bit of a free fall. But I think you called this a month ago. You said the New York Giants have a pretty easy start to their schedule. All they had to do was win one of those two games. Well, they won one of the two games to start. Now they have Carolina, aforementioned Dallas. Can they beat Chicago? Yes. Then they have Green Bay. Who knows what they are? Their first real, like, they're going to lose test is is Baltimore in week six. So why not? If they get off to a good start and their confidence starts to grow and you get Saquon looking like the Saquon is still trying to break all your rushing records, (laughs) yeah, I'd take this bet. Daniel Jones can't be (laughs) Daniel Jones that he was last week. I mean, he's still got to get better. But, I mean, with those odds, $100 for that much cash, absolutely. Man, I wish I would have taken the plus 975 at the beginning of the season and apologize to all those fans who took Dallas at the beginning of the season to win the division. They are now plus 605 to win the NFC East. They have worse odds than the New York Giants. As I said at the beginning, pure madness. All right, guys, that's going to wrap up another edition of Betting with the Barbers, powered by Superbook Sports. Week number one saw big favorites lose outright, home dogs cover, and the under cashing in on nine of 14 games on Sunday. Guys, I'll give you the final word before we kick off the action on Thursday night. Tiki? Week two is always when you start to really feel what a team has become in the offseason. Week one, anything happens. Bad day, you know, rust, drop passes, thing, interceptions, injuries. Week two, this is when you start to really figure it out because a lot of these teams have not played in the preseason. So this was their real first action with the entire team for an entire 60 minutes. My take is that the NFL did a really good job scheduling their first two weeks, especially in the prime time. You got Sunday and Monday night, two great matchups. Bears-Packers Sunday night. You got the Monday night football one game that we talked about, Tennessee at Buffalo. The second game is Vikings at Eagles. I cannot wait to watch football at night this weekend. Yeah, the heavyweight battle and the main event kicks off on Thursday night with the Chargers traveling to Kansas City. As always, follow us on all social media platforms at Superbook Sports. Check out Superbook.com to stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. Make sure you download the app, make a deposit, and get hooked up with some awesome bonuses and promos to get in on the NFL action. For my partners, Tiki and Rondé Barber, I'm Ron Kruk. Enjoy the madness of week number two. Been locked into the Betting with a Barbers podcast. 10, 5, touchdown, Tiki Barber! Presented by Superbook Sports, featuring former All Pro NFL stars Tiki and Ronde Barber, and featuring Ron Kruk. Subscribe, 
rate, follow, and review today and never miss out on the Barber Twins weekly betting advice. Jakey Barber takes it all the way, 62 yards. Rondy Barber broke up the play. Rondy Barber breaks it up. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.